Follow Me Kids. Did you know that Jesus didn't start his official ministry as our Savior until he was about 30 years old? Remember how last week we talked about how Jesus was born of a mortal mother, so he had to pass through the veil like all of us and learn and grow just like you are. I wonder what Jesus was like at our age. How do you think he would have treated his mother? What about his brothers and sisters? I'm Camden, and I'm five. Um, and when Jesus was five, um, he learned to be good his, his, to his siblings. Hi, and my name's Olivia, and I'm seven years old, and I live in Kansas. When Jesus was my age, I think he listened to his parents when they asked him to do something. One way I can do the same is by listening when my parents tell me to to clean up. Hi, my name is Connor. I'm from Jesus was a kid. I think he was nice to his mom and dad. One of the ways I can be like Jesus is being happy and serving others and my neighbors and being nice to people. I'm Dallin. I'm 11 years old. And when Jesus was my age, I think he was helping Joseph to provide for his family and learning about his Heavenly Father. So how we can be like that is we can help our family with chores around the house and we can read our scriptures to learn about Heavenly Father. My name is Zane. I'm years old. Jesus helped his mind. I can help my name mommy too. <laughs> we have this really cute picture book called If Jesus Came to My House. Imagine if Jesus was your age and came to visit you. Would you act any differently? If Jesus came to my house and knocked upon the door, I'm sure I'd be more happy than I've ever been before. If Jesus came to my house, I'd like him best to be about the age that I am and about the height of me. I'd run downstairs to meet him, the door I'd open wide, and I would say to Jesus, oh, won't you come inside? I'd offer him my rocking chair, such a comfy seat, and at the pleasant fireplace he'd warm his little feet. My kitten and my puppy dog would sit beside his chair, and they would be as pleased as I at seeing Jesus there. I'd show him round the garden and ask him please to bless the seeds that I have planted, the peas and watercress. And if the flowers I'd planted were blooming on that day, I'd pick a bunch of all the best for him to take away. Then while he held the basket, I would gather two or three of the ripest rosy apples from my special apple tree. And all the little birds would come and twitter up above for joy at seeing Jesus in the garden that they loved. And then we'd play all with my toys my nicest toys, of course, and he should have the longest ride upon my rocking horse. And with my bricks I'd build for him 
a palace of his own, and he should be the little king and sit upon the throne. And when we'd done, we'd stack the toys all neatly on the shelf, but first I'd let him choose the best and keep them for himself. And when at last the day was done and shadows crossed the sky, I'd see him to the garden gate and there we'd say goodbye. And he'd perhaps say, thank you for a lovely afternoon. And I would say, I do so hope you'll come back very soon. I know the little Jesus can never call on me in the way that I've imagined, like coming in to tea. But I can go to his house, kneel and say a prayer, and I can sing and worship him and talk with him in there. And though he may not occupy my cozy rocking chair, a lot of other people would be happy sitting there. And I can make him welcome, as he himself has said, by doing all I would for him for other folk instead. The flowers in my garden he may not pick himself, but someone else would like them upon his mantel shelf. So if I know of anyone who's old or ill or sad, I'll take them there for Jesus' sake and help to make them glad. I still can share with Jesus the nicest of my toys by lending them or giving them to poorer girls and boys. And though he may not visit me as I have wished he would, yet even so he'll bless my house if I am kind and good. We don't know a whole lot about Jesus growing up, but we do know that the scriptures say this. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Did you know that this simple scripture about Jesus as a boy inspired the church's entire children's and youth goal-setting program? Like Jesus, you have an important mission to prepare for. What can you learn from Jesus' example? Well, with it being the first of the year, it's a great time to be setting goals. Happy New Year! How did you guys do with consistently setting goals last year? Now's a great time to start fresh and set some new goals. Do any of you guys remember the four goal areas from the church's children and youth program? Do any of you speak pig Latin? <laughs> the way or lay answer, oh ye, ote, ogre, I'm ye, arfe, agerme, areas way. Oh, I get it. Pig Latin, right? <laughs> that means the Lord wants you to grow in four major areas. Let's play a game. We will say each of these four goal areas in Pig Latin. Weirdest language I've ever learned. Let's see if you can understand what... Eritrally spray. Ickily facet. Oshily say. Electrally intake. I'm not even sure we said that right, but did you guys figure out what any of those were? As a child of God, you're here on earth to learn, grow, and gain experiences. And when Jesus was a young man, the scriptures say he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So like the Savior, you can grow spiritually, socially, physically, and intellectually. 
So what do those four areas mean or represent, and how do we set goals in them? The spiritual goal comes from the part of scripture that says that Jesus grew in favor with God. A spiritual goal will show Heavenly Father that you love Him. You can learn about Him, pray, read the scriptures, and choose the right. The social goal comes from the part of scripture that says that Jesus grew in favor with man. A social goal will help the people around you. You can love your family, learn to love and serve others, and make new friends. The physical goal comes from the part of scripture that says that Jesus grew in stature. A physical goal will help you take care of your body and the things around you. You can eat healthy food, walk and play, and take care of your home. The intellectual goal comes from the part of scripture that says that Jesus grew in wisdom. The intellectual goal will have you learning new things, and you can use what you learn to help others. You can study at home, church, and in school. When you participate in the Children and Youth Program, you'll learn to build faith in Jesus Christ, you'll progress along His covenant path, and you'll be better able to face life's challenges. You'll be following the Savior's example and helping with His work of salvation and exaltation. Let's listen to how our friend Jessica in Ghana shares how she set a goal and followed through. My name is Jessica Bacha. I'm 10 years old. Socially, I've set a goal to make new friends and share the gospel to them. What I do is that I always put the friend magazine in my school bag. This all happened when we were having a free period at school, and they said we should pick something and read. So I picked the friend and I was reading it. Then the person who was sitting by me asked her, what is that? And I told her that it's the friend magazine. And she said, what is the friend magazine? And I started telling her about the church. I told her about the Holy Ghost, the Book of Mormon, and the Gospel. Since that day, I've always been bringing the friends. It makes me feel happy, and it makes me feel like a missionary, because you are able to spread the knowledge about the Gospel to everybody. The Gospel is making me to become a righteous person, and I know that if I do everything that I'm supposed to do, I can go back to my Heavenly Father. do know one other story about Jesus growing up. Isaac, what happened to you when we visited Disney World this summer? You guys left me at the ticket booth and didn't realize it. I feel really bad about you that. You ditched me! <laughs> well, the same thing happened to Jesus when he was close to your age. Does this story sound familiar to any of you? Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. When Jesus was 12 years old, his family traveled to Passover along with many other families, as they always had before. When the celebration was over, Mary and Joseph started to return home. Joseph, do you know where Jesus is? He was with my cousin's family last time I saw him. After traveling all day, Mary and Joseph realized Jesus wasn't with any of their friends or relatives. 
they were very worried and started back to Jerusalem, looking for him all along the way. Where is my son? The next day, they searched all around the big city. I'm looking for a boy about this tall. But couldn't find Jesus anywhere. Another night came without any sign of him. On the third day of their search, Mary and Joseph were walking past the temple, a place where God's people went to worship. Coming from inside the temple, they heard a familiar voice. They rushed inside, and there was young Jesus talking with some teachers, just like he was one of them. He asked them questions. He answered theirs. His mother had a question, too. Son, why did you stay behind? We were worried about you. Oh, you should have known. I must be where my father's work is. So even as a young man, Jesus was teaching the gospel in the temple. Similarly, you guys have so much to teach those around you, even though you're still children yourselves. When Mary found Jesus, this is what he said to her. Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. How is it that you sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? Jesus' earthly dad, Joseph, was a carpenter. So if he was about Joseph's business, he would have been making something out of wood. By saying he was about his father's business and teaching in the temple, he was reminding us all that we should be focused on our heavenly father's business, bringing people to the covenant path so they can gain eternal life. How confident are you that, like the boy Jesus, you can preach the gospel? Before we talk about that, let's get some wiggles out. All this talk about growth, can you pretend to grow with us? What's this? There's something moving. What's going on here? Ooh, maybe there's magic after all. First, pretend you're starting out as a tiny seed and you fall to the ground and you nestle up and get buried in some dirt and then some rain comes and some sunshine comes and you start stretching out and you're a little sprout and then you're a little seedling and then you're a tiny little sapling and after years and years of growing up 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 you're a huge oak tree Okay, now I want you to pretend you're starting out as just a regular kid yourself. But suddenly, oh my goodness, your feet are growing so big, and your legs are growing so tall, and your arms, and your torso, and your head. Suddenly you're higher than your house. You're higher than the clouds. You've become a huge giant. Okay, now I want you to pretend you're a tiny 
caterpillar egg. You're like the size of a puppy seed. And you come out and you're a little caterpillar and you're eating the leaves of a delicious yet poisonous milkweed plant and you get fatter and fatter and fatter and now you grow into a nice cozy cocoon and suddenly pop out you come you're a beautiful butterfly okay last one you are a tiny little spark and you land in some dry grass that dry grass catches on fire that grass catches some bushes on fire those bushes catch a tree on fire and that tree catches other trees on fire and pretty soon the whole mountainside is on fire and you have grown from a tiny spark into a huge forest fire Do you know the church outlined a pattern for kids' growth in the children's and youth program? This pattern can help you grow in the four areas that Jesus did. Here's the pattern. Discover, plan, act, and reflect. So one, discover. Heavenly Father has given you gifts and talents, and you can pray to learn what they are and what he wants you to work on right now. So think about it. What are some things you can improve on? Pray to Heavenly Father, he'll let you know. Number two is to plan. So after you discover how you want to grow, you can pray and talk to your family about how to do it. Make a plan. Your parents and leaders can help you with this. Number three is to act. After you make your plan, you need to try it out. Take small steps. Learn with others through service and activities and have fun. You can pray for help and change your plan if you need to and just keep trying. Then the last one is reflect. Think about what you've learned and how it's helped you follow Jesus Christ and celebrate. Thank Heavenly Father for how you've grown. Find ways to use what you've learned to serve others. Keep going with this idea or you could choose something new to work on. Your Heavenly Father and His Son Jesus Christ, they know you and they love you and you are an important part of their work and you can help make the world better. Heavenly Father has given you specific talents and spiritual gifts, and He wants you to use these gifts and talents to be happy and bless others. Just like Jesus did when He was young, you can too. On behalf of the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve, to you young people, we have confidence in you. You are the Lord's battalion. We know, we witness, we testify that you will contribute to helping great things happen in this work all over the earth. We expect you to surprise the adults. We expect you to seek inspiration and revelation. And as you do that in your youth, in a world that is increasingly wicked and ever more chaotic, we promise you, you will be safeguarded you will be guided, you will be protected. We unitedly declare our witness of the living reality of God, the Eternal Father, and of His Son, Jesus Christ. They live, they are real, they know you by name. Our beloved Heavenly Father will hear and answer your prayers. The Savior, Jesus Christ, has marked the path and led the way. Please follow Him, come unto Him, and follow him. We love you. I again express our confidence in you. And we look forward to the miracles you will help to create in the sacred name 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's all we have for this week. Thank you to all of our listener friends who helped out this week. And don't forget, with it being the start of a new year, now is a great time to share our podcast with your friends. They can study the New Testament with us all year long, too. Thanks for listening, and until next time... Stay on the cutting